All right, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Beer Guts and Buttercuts, otherwise known as BGBC. I'm Jacob. With me, as always, I've got <laughs> Caddy Josh. Yo, and yo, yo. Mr. Carmen. What's going on? All right, guys. So, huge week in golf. Uh, we just wrapped up the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Uh, we had a really good field going into it, and Sunday did not disappoint. So we got a lot to talk about this episode, but before we get into it, I just want to do a few uh, cleaning list things. Let's talk about social media posts this past week. Uh, we had the former beer of the week, which was the Kona Brewing Company Big Wave. Hopefully you guys saw the story. Uh, we were drinking out, out on the course. We had a great time. It went down so smooth. If you guys haven't already, go check them out at KonaBrewingCo.com. We had the Big Wave, but they have tons of different brews that you can choose from. Uh, so go check them out. Also, we posted the former tool of the week, which was the Precision Pro Rangefinder. Our guy, Mr. Parman, uses that as his tool of choice. So we kind of decided that we should throw it in there because, you know, we like it. We've used it. Um, it's, a, it's a good product. It's we've, a different option if you don't can't go straight for the bush now and whatnot and yeah, stuff like that. Absolutely. And so going into this week, we now have our new beer of the week, and we're going to let Caddy Josh tell us about it. So this week's Beer of the Week is from Catawba Brewing Co. And it is the White Zombie. Um, mainly brewed for kind of a Halloween time beer and whatnot. But the flavors and taste they have, I mean, I love it year-round. I found this beer in Greensboro back in the day. And when I saw it in the store trying to figure out which Beer of the Week was going to be this week, I was like, oh, it's got to be this one. Uh, I, I think it goes just as smooth down as a Coors Light or a Bud Light or a Miller Light. So Coors drinkability for me is through the roof. I'm putting it at, at a five. I'm going five on the scale because I love the flavors, the orange zest. It's fruity. It's spicy. And it's an all-around good time. Listen to this pop right here. Like, that's a solid pop year-round. That's crisp. That's a crisp pop. Um, You know, for me... I've always, I've kind of liked IPAs for a long time. I don't know what it is. I think my taste buds are changing. I'm starting to kind of go away from the IPA. This is technically a white ale. I'm not a huge fan, if I'm keeping it real. Uh, I think the taste is fine, but as, as far as coarse drinkability goes, it's not there for me. This week, I'm going to give it a two out of five. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, like you said, it's more of like an autumn or a fall type beer. Um, so, as far as course drinkability goes, I'll probably go more towards like a two and a half, maybe. Um, just because, look, it's in the fall. It's a little bit cooler out. Maybe you're not cracking as many cold ones out there on the course. Um, but, you know, I'm very particular about the type of beer I drink on the course. It's just kind of got to really fall into a category for me. This just doesn't quite do it for me. Not that it's bad, but uh, I'm more of a summertime beer guy. Not Once you start getting into the fall and the winter. Uh, I tend to put the beer away for a little while. Well, I don't really care what you guys think. So <laughs> how about we let the fans let us know. You guys go find it in the stores. Harris Teeter. I'm sure Walmart has it. Shop around your local beer beer places. Everybody, Every town's different. So you guys find it, drink it, chest it out on the course. Let us know what you think. See who's right and who's wrong. Also, when you get a chance, go to their website, uh, catawbabrewing.com or you have the option of going to their own distilleries and trying to get in person. You can go to Asheville, Charlotte, Morganton, or Charleston. So the first three being in North Carolina, Charleston obviously being 
in South Carolina. But go over there. You can check out their merch. You can check out all their other different brews. They've got a ton. Uh, but we're, we're big fans of the, of the flavor. For me, it's not a coarse beer, but, you know, it's each his own. Let us know what you guys think about it. Um, so moving on into our own game. I want to know what we did this week. Did things improve? Did things not improve? Carmen, were, you said you were able to play nine? Yeah. Right. Able to play nine with your range all the time. You sound so oh, excited yeah. about it. Doesn't sound good. Look, it wasn't it wasn't bad. You know what I mean? I ended up shooting like ten over, which isn't awful for me. Um, but honestly, like I felt lucky to be ten over. Part thirty six. Um, uh thirty five. Okay. Um, I mean it was just it was strictly a nine hole course, so it wasn't like I was playing a front nine or a back nine. Uh course was in horrible shape. I mean you guys saw a couple of the pictures out there. It was and which was disappointing because usually when I go out there, it's in pretty nice shape. Um, but I think part of the reason why is it's a county course and they're probably putting all their resources into the 18 hole course there since things are maybe a little bit slow right now, which makes sense. I mean, given the, the option, you want to have a, a cleaner 18 than that nine, but the greens were fine though. Uh, my distance control was atrocious. <laughs> if anyone, if anybody saw our story this week, that was not a joke. We've all um, been uh, yeah, I mean, I absolutely roasted this hybrid about 35 yards long. Um, but, again, like, I hit the ball solid the whole round. It's just, like, distances were just all over the place. Um, drove the ball okay, but it was just one of those courses, man, that you can tell that it's designed for you to not drive the ball and, like, not take the driver out. Like, it's it, it, maybe it's designed for some older people, and that's kind of the clientele that's out there, which – it's not a great vibe, to be honest with you. I didn't like it. <laughs> um, and just because, like, when you go out there, like, pace of play can be super slow sometimes. And then, like, it's a little bit tight. So, for example, so there's this whole straightforward. It's, like, 225 to a little creek. And then I think the whole hole is, like, 340 and all. And it's, like, super tight. And it kind of bends to the right a little bit. So you can tell, like, it's not meant for someone to drive it, but, like, of course I'm going to pull a driver. <laughs> I mean, why not? Like, I mean, it's it's 225 to the creek with fairway right in front of it. Like, why am I going to lay up just for the sake of doing it? You know what I mean? So then I hit it. I pulled it a little bit to the left. It was actually a pretty good drive. And, like, the people were literally on the green. So I knew I was going to drive it, and they came down. They were, you know, a couple older folks. Um and just like they were like, why are you pulling driver? Like, there's no need to hit driver out here. I was like, Excuse-. like first of all, like why are you coming down here? <laughs> like so, it's just and that's happened before out there. So I don't know. Like it's convenient and it's great and all, but I, I don't know if I'm gonna go back there. I think I'm gonna start going to uh, some different places, branch out a little bit. But yeah, overall, not a bad, not a bad round for me. I think I got better, but. Just like that kind of ruined the round for me. Like, excuse um, me, did you? Do you guys pay for my round? Um, I don't think I'm gonna right. play. And it isn't like I. It's not. I didn't hit into them. That's the thing. Like, why do you care that I'm pulling drive? Like, that's the thing. I mean, that's just kind of the vibe in that whole area, anyway. Uh, it's kind of like get off my lawn type thing, and it's just like it's not. It's not great. I mean, other than that, like I ran into some very nice people out there. And maybe I wasn't in a great mood because I was stroking the ball like 40 yards beyond what I thought I was. But 
Um, you know, not a bad round. Got a little bit better this week. Went to the range. Getting uh, new grips put on this week, so I'm probably going to have my clubs out of my hands for a few That's days. exciting. What grips? Let the yeah. now? Oh, I'm getting the uh, the Golf Bride Multi-Compound Plus 4s midsize. Okay. So y'all be looking forward to yeah. Carmen's review of that. See how he likes them. See how he plays with them. Yeah, I had uh, – when I got my old clubs regripped, they just had some just awful grips on them. I got midsize, and I like that a lot. And then uh, I don't like the grips that came on the Callaway irons. Like, I just don't like the the feel of them anyway. It doesn't affect how I play, I'm sure, at least not a lot, but it's just more of a comfort thing. Um, and I like having the same grip on all the clubs. Like, on e- basically, my irons and hybrids have the same grips. All three of my wedges have a different grip. My driver, my three would have a different grip. So, like, it's just – I feel like it might help a little bit, just a little bit more consistency. But overall, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting those in and uh, getting it out there. Grips are – the whole process is uh, a lot more expensive than I had anticipated, to be honest with you. Like, I just completely forgot that you have to not only buy the grips but also pay to have somebody install them. So, it's going to end up being, like, a $180 job to get my whole bag done. But I should be good for a really? while. Really? Not that much? Well, yeah, I mean, the grips themselves are like 10 bucks, and then it's like three bucks a club or two, 275 a club to get them regripped, and it's 13 clubs. Fair enough. Well, let me ask you this yeah. because you recently purchased that three wood, and you just told me that it was not, you know, pull driver out of the bag on every hole, of course. So, did you test out the three wood? Did you try hitting it off the tee at all? Uh, I did. Uh, I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. Uh, it just, like, honestly, because, again, this is kind of the, the issue that I run into at my range is the tees are either they're perfect driver height, it's those, those rubber ones, but they don't have one that's a good three-wood height. So it's like hitting it off the turf is fine. Like, I hit it, <clears throat> I went for one of the holes, I did just tee it up on the box on the ground, and it was okay. I got a little bit fat, but it went out there. But I tried hitting one off the tee, and it just – completely duck hooked and I just put it back in the bag, ripped driver and kept it moving. Um, still work in progress, but uh, I'm starting to get a, a better feel for it. Three woods in general. This one, you've got the same three wood as me. It's as far as three woods go, it's pretty easy yeah, to hit. Definitely. Um, three woods in general are just, they're, they're a bit of a, a pain to get used to. Um, but no, I'm starting to get a little bit more comfortable with it. And it's another reason why I need to start going out and branching out and playing, full courses again even though it may not be as convenient it just like it forces you to to utilize your whole bag and um you know put that three wood into play and and not be afraid of it basically what i would do if i was you when you go to the range is i would just hit it off the mat because really when you tee it up on the tee it's not really going to be that much higher than off the ground uh so so if you can work on making solid contact off the mats then you should be fine once you take it out onto the course yeah, so I've been doing that, and it's been getting uh, – it's still a little hit or miss, but uh, I'm trying to force myself to play at least once a week, go to range a couple times a week. Going to range is – it's easy. It's super convenient, but getting out there and playing isn't always the most convenient, but uh, I need to get out there and do it and be ready to roll by the time fall rolls around, weather gets better, nice and crisp yeah. out there. Yep. All right, Josh. But, what you got? So this week – I played once compared to last week. I played four times. But <laughs> me and you, Jacob, we went out to Pine Valley with our good friend Sam Hendrickson and one of his good buddies. 
and we played a little 2v2 match. And I kind of approached the day as let's go have some fun and let's win the bet, you know, playing for a little side cash. Let's go win the bet. Let's go have a good time. Not focus on your individual score so much, but what can we shoot best ball? And I thought we did great. I mean, we hand, we hand and did like superstars. I completely tore up the front, had two birdies, probably about four pars, and then like a bogey, and then I think I had two doubles. But, I mean, I thought I killed it on the front. And then I got sloppy on the back. I will admit, tee shots got away from me a little bit. Some second shots were, you know, flying a little too long, not reading the numbers all the way. Wind was messing with me a touch. But you stepped up. You were clutch and came through and – we ended up bringing home the money. So I thought we had a great day. And I'm looking forward to playing a little bit more this week because I'm tired of slacking. You know, I just want to keep playing. I want to keep getting better. And I feel like now that I got this new putter, if I can get some more rounds under my belt, I mean, I'm, I'm right on the edge of breaking through. And maybe that's a little overconfident, a little cocky. But, I mean, I feel like I strike the ball about 70% of the time pretty, pretty well. And I've gotten to a point where I'm way smarter with my wedges and I'm not doing a bunch of stupid stuff. Like, I'm hitting shots that I know how to hit and I'm not letting them get away from me, trying to hit the Philly Mick flops and things like that. And I'm just playing conservative and then trying to give myself a chance at the putt. So I feel like I just got to kind of finagle a little bit more. And there's no reason why I can't shoot low 80s, high 70s all the time. I thought your putting improved tremendously. Yeah, I'm that fine. That was the... First round that I saw you play with your new trust putter. It was the only second round I've had with it. <clears throat> and just the distance control and the speed of the putts were fine. You, you still had a few that got away from you, but way less than what you normally do. Yeah, I mean, that stuff's still going to happen. I'm a big-time amateur, but, I mean, like I'm saying, if I can just keep dialing it in and keep going after it, like, there's no reason why I can't change my game because that's what's been holding me back is the putting. Yeah. So I'm excited going forward. I like the trust putter. TM2, center shaft, mallet. I'm feeling it, and I'm loving it. Shout out, Sal McCauley, Patrick, my stepdad. Great purchase. Love you big time. Yeah, so for me, uh, like Josh was kind of saying or alluding to, I didn't play the front nine that great. Really struggling still off the tee with the driver. It's been letting me down, fighting the duck hook right now. I just feel like everything's still out of sync. Coming um, over the top, man. Coming over the top, but also having a closed club face. It just doesn't mix well. Yeah. So yeah. – Especially at PV because there's some OB out there. Yeah, well, not, not only that, but like not even with the driver. It, it happened a lot with my five wood and my three wood too. But I felt like my irons were okay. I started off a little slow, but it was also it had been a week since I played, so I needed to warm up. Once again, no range session at all. No practice <laughs> swings. Literally, come out of the car and go straight to the first tee. I literally was out of the car to the first tee. And you know, <laughs> like we we play it off like it's no big deal because like we just we're just like all right, let's just go. Like, we know our swing is going to be what it is. But spending 30 minutes at the range to warm up before you round, it makes a huge difference. For real. Even 15, even 15 minutes, man. Yeah. Like just, even just taking some wedge shots. So, I, I would really like to start getting there a little bit early and just, you know, spending 10 minutes at the range, you know, hit, like, two drives, two seven irons, a hybrid, three wood, and then go to the putting green for, like, five minutes. Especially because, like, we hop right out of the car and it takes us – three, four holes to warm up. Now we already have one or two doubles and plus a bogey and maybe a par, a birdie if, you know, we get away with it on a hole. But then it's like we're fighting it back the whole day as we're warming up. And it's yeah. like if we came in warmed up, like it could change the game. Yeah. But I felt like I putted way better uh, this week than I did last week when I played there. 
Last week I had probably four or five three putts. I think this time I only had one. It was kind of fluke. I just kind of mentally wasn't there, but I felt like I putted well. I had the speeds good. I had the lines good. I made a few par saves. Um, so, I mean, putters, putters still hot. I think that in my dream bag collection, putters probably going to be the last thing for sure. Nice. I think what I was impressed with most is that you didn't get two up and you didn't get two <laughs> down. You like I, I mean, I was definitely – I mean, like, I was trying to, like, keep you in it. You know, you were getting frustrated, and I was like, don't worry about it, man, because, you know – and, then, you know, like I was saying, it was a team event. Yeah. So, you know, the frustrations weren't as high because you weren't just grinding on yourself. Like, yeah, you want to shoot a good score on your own, but, you know, we were mainly focused on trying to beat the other two. So I thought it was nice that, you know, we could kind of keep each other level-headed. And, you know, you stuck with it, and you became clutch on the back, and you closed it off in the playoff hole at the end, and we got the win. Yeah. So Breaking news. Congrats to Richie Warinski with his uh, his win at the Barracuda. So the Eagle held off. The Eagle held off. He won uh, 39 points. Stableford event, by the way, which we didn't know coming into the weekend. That's, that's interesting. Cool. Huge congrats uh, to, which, to Richie Warinski. Uh, I believe that is his first uh, PGA first win. First PGA win, big break alumni. Love that show. Wish they would bring it back. Um, Played great last week at the, uh, the 3M. Yeah, he did. He really did. He was he was one of the guys that surprised me because, I mean, you know he's a good player because he's been on tour ever since. Ever since he kind of got his big break, he really has been on tour, like fighting for his card and stuff. And for him to finally like, have like a, a breakout weekend, so he, yeah. he, uh, even though it wasn't a great field, he you know he's still got to play against those guys. You know, career earnings of three point seven million bucks, so uh, not uh, not too shabby from Mister Wierenski. Yeah. You know, Hulu's got a bunch of the big break seasons on it. Man, I'm about to go back and watch them because I've only watched a few here and there when the golf channel will like play the whole season out in one day. Yeah, like I'm about to go back and watch all of them because you love them, so I got to go see what all the hype's about. I mean, it's just such a cool idea. It's such a good show, and like even. When they have the the mixed seasons where they have like the the men versus the women, it's like do you, do you guys ever watch Hell's Kitchen? Yeah, yeah. I I love that show. And so like it's cool that they have like the men versus the women. Sometimes they have like all men. Sometimes they have all women. Yeah. Sometimes you know it's it's just really cool. Keeps it interesting. But I love the challenges. Obviously, the most famous Chichi Rodriguez off the window paying into the nuts. I mean that's just. <laughs> Will never die. I have seen that meme. Have you seen that, Carmen? I have no they're idea. Like, they're like, the, I think the challenge is like they're trying to break it through glass or something. Yeah, you got to hit a stinger. And he hits a stinger into this glass, and the glass doesn't break, and it comes right back and hits him in the nuts. Dude, it's so funny. You got to look it up. It's like Chichi Rodriguez, I think is his name, and he hits it off. And literally, you see it hit him, but then you see all the contestants in the background, and everybody's just like, ooh, like turning around like, oh. But interesting. Yeah. So anyway, so that's kind of our own game. Uh, Pine Valley, honestly, to me, looked really good. You know, the fairways were nice. Uh, the greens are still running smooth. Um, they did a little verticutting not too long ago, and it's starting to heal in. Pretty yeah. Good. And you know, in some areas, the rough can be very punishing, very long, very thick. But you know, that's that's why it's rough. That's golf. That's the course. Keep it in the fairways. So. That's Moving right. on to the BGBC Cup, Carmen, give us a little update. All right, so uh, just in case you guys are just tuning in, we'll do a little rundown on uh, how we're doing it. We have picked 
beginning of the season, we picked five golfers each, uh, and we score points based on where they finish. So a win is 100 points. Top five finish 70 points. Top 10, 30 points. Top 20 is 15 points. And if they miss the cut, that is negative 20 points. This week, no cut, obviously, so no one lost any points. But each team had we – had we have – a lot of top finishers, our best week so far. Josh finally got his team off the ground uh, in a big way. Obviously, Justin Thomas coming out with the win, um, and he is uh, team caddy Josh. And you also had a couple other guys, uh, Webb Simpson and Abraham Answer, both got you 15. Yeah, T12 and T15. Um, that's right. So 130 points overall for uh, team Josh really gets him up there. Um, so he was pretty much in the cellar the entire time up until now. He's in second place. It was um, good to break out. I bet he got 130 points this week, 275 on the season. And second place this week would be Jacob. He had 85 points. Brooks, we'll get into him a little mm-hmm. bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he finally got you some points. Yeah, shook shaky down there towards the end, but he got you 70 uh, at T2. Um, Colin Morikawa finished T20, so he snuck in, in there, there. For, for 85 on the week, uh, which will get you to 250 on the season. You are now in third place, yeah. my friend. First time. Um, yeah, and uh, I had a good quality finish. Xander Shoffley. T6 with 30 points. I was hoping Brooks would miss that last putt that lipped in because uh, that would have brought Xander Almost into the did a 360. Yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting. But, yeah, he still got me 30 points. DJ with a good bounce back week after two nightmarish weeks. By the way, uh, he should never shave again. This Absolutely life. not. He looked um, he, he scared. Horrible. Yeah, it's uh, – he – Shows his age. He looks 37 or 36 <laughs> or whatever he is. I have to shave the cat in. I look way better with a beard. Uh, I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, he got me 15 with a T12. Uh, and Ricky Fowler, man, just looked like he could potentially be bringing me 100 this week. Very quickly was battling for a top 20 finish. Uh, he ended up finishing T15. He got me 15 points, 60 on the week. Brings me still in first place to 340 on the season. All it takes is one week. I mean, Josh kind of proved that. I mean, he had all it takes. He got himself back in the game. Had he had a bad week, it could have been a rough go the rest of the season. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If if things would have went the other way and Brooks played strong down the stretch and Jacob would have ended up winning with him, I was I was considering withdrawing. (laughs) What for the BGBC? Yeah, I would have been so far behind. It would have been ugly. But I we each have a win though. This win. I looked at the screen today. Coverage came on. I saw where JT was at, keeping up with him all week. And I said, four back, nothing to it. Pink pants on, ready to go. The pink Panther. S- supporting the St. Jude children. And I, I mean, I was just with them all day. Watching. Okay, I got, I got something to, to say go. about that. Just, just real quick. When I made a point to talk about JT's outfit when he was just wearing a nice lavender shirt and white pants. You guys jumped all over me. But when he's out there wearing the pink pants that he wears pretty much every weekend, and they look great, you make a point of it, and all of a sudden, it's fine. I, I, that look, rubs it, me the in wrong my way, opinion, folks. I don't think that his outfit today was anything special either. I was just saying 
the Pink Panther because I thought it'd be a funny name. Yeah, I I, I don't. Think I was that was more directed towards Josh, uh, but whatever. If, if, you know, I'm I'm okay. If you guys want to talk style, we need to talk about my man Joel Damon because that dude was on. Talk about Joel Damon in general. He is a dude. I mean, his fit was fire today. He had the floral print and he had his signature sun hat. I saw him one time all day, but that was all I needed. That was all I needed to be like, that's my guy. I tell you what I appreciated this week from everybody's style is the fact that how much the tour in FedEx does for St. Jude and what they're doing going forward yeah. to help the kids out and everything. And the tournament is always big. I love the artwork on the back of the caddy bibs from the kids in the hospitals. I thought that was awesome. They brought kids in and let them do a little um, broadcasting. I thought that was awesome. And then the fact that, you know, Puma released their neon and pink shoes with the new trainers. You know, everything was designed for the kids and went towards the kids. And I think that's what hyped the pink pants up for me the most today is because it was for the kids. And that's why I think it looked so much more fly than the other week when you made it a point. I think, yeah, you know, when since while we're on the topic of, of talking about St. Jude and I know we give Brooks Kafka a lot of crap on this podcast, deservedly so, but. I watched a video of he won and they were talking about kind of the relationship that he's built yeah. with one of the kids there. And he, when he was talking about it, like he was almost tearing up and I was like, all right, I mean, that kind of, I, you know, you give him props. I mean, granted a lot of guys do it, but you know, it, it is really special when you see any pro athlete um, really go out of their way and you can tell that they're touched by things like this and, and they understand uh, kind of their place in the game and, and that there's so many bigger things. And yeah, than, a lot of them say it all the time. It's, life is bigger than golf. There's more important things. And that's not, that's and, you know, right. that's what I appreciate. And that's what I appreciate about us going forward is that we're going to have the opportunity to maybe do some cool events where we can start giving back to charity and we can start creating events for the BGBC podcast and figuring out ways to help out our communities. So, you know, I was inspired this week a lot more than the other weeks. I mean, I know they do it every week, and they're always doing security and golf's big and that. But this week especially was, you know, pretty inspiring for me. I think what I thought that Absolutely. one of the coolest things out there event. this week was the tee markers. How it was the FedEx trucks? Yeah, <laughs> that was really cool. Like that was something yeah. I, I thought was pretty cool. And then, go ahead. That's- that's like a little nuance for a lot of tournaments. Is like when you're watching, like I know the Travelers had the umbrella ball markers, and then this week the FedEx truck ball markers. So that's like or T markers. Sorry, um, that's always something like a little, maybe like a little Easter egg to to look for going forward. They they do come up with some creative ideas. Some of these tournaments. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool, and um, I think the John Deere Classic has something like that too, right? Uh, yeah, I think, I think they're they tractors, then the flags yeah. are the. Uh... Or the logo, I think. Yeah, I would assume so. Usually, the flags are uh, at those events. Just kind of the logo of, of whoever. Yeah. Sponsored. So You're right. Let's talk about our players a little bit. So obviously, Josh, Justin Thomas, got you the win today. Kind of a little shaky down the stretch. You know, he was his miss was to the right. He found himself in some sticky situations. Clipped the branch on that one where he tried to punch it low, but he ended up making birdie from there. Which was pretty impressive. Yeah. So, I mean, what what do you think? Do you, I mean, what was kind of your interpretation of his round? So today, I mean, for sure, I think he was solid all day, and I think that, I mean, he brought it up in his post round interview, but he learned from his mistakes from the past couple of weeks. He lost that playoff. He learned his mistake from the other tournament, and 
he got it done. And today, regardless of how bad he hit driver coming down the stretch, I mean, he, went, he had four birdies in the front. He was on fire. Then he got that bogey when it started getting shaky, letting those tee balls fly right and left. But, you know, my guy Bones kept him in it, replacing Jimmy J for the week, the next two weeks, I believe. And they got it done. He shot his lowest round, 65. He shot 66, 70. It was his worst day. That was day two. And he shot 66 day three. And he shot 65 today to get it done. And, I mean, besides driver, I mean, holy cow. The wedge play and the recovery game and the mental strength that he pursued going forward, I mean, I was happy with it, obviously, because we got the win. We got the 100 points. I was in his ear. I manifested. It was a roller coaster. I was everywhere. I've never I've never been the guy to yell at the TV for sports <laughs> ever in my life. You can ask anybody that knows me. Never have I ever been a yeller, even with golf. And But today, I was dedicated. I was in it. You can call, call Sophia right now. I was on the couch. I was standing up. I was crushing beers, slamming them. I was going nuts because of how exciting it was. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a really great field today. But I want to ask you guys a question real quick before we get dive deeper into our players. How do you think Phil Mickelson felt about playing in the same group as his old caddy? I was just about to say that. By the way, Phil yeah, he did great he too. This week. First time in WGC history that a fifty-year-old or older finished, finished in the top five. Yeah, and it, it does. It's poetic that it was with Bones uh, in that same group. A Greek tragedy, um, and if you will. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, a Greek tragedy, if you will. I agree. It, yeah, it was cool. Um, I'm sure he. I mean, they've played together. He's Bones has caddy for other guys against Phil yeah. since they've left. So I don't think it was the first time. First time when it was when it mattered for sure. Um, so it might have been a little bit awkward, um, but also you know Phil and Bones has had so many great years together. I think. It may have been a little – there may have been a little bit of animosity when they split. Um, just because whenever, you know, probably not to the degree that, like, Tiger and Stevie Williams were. they I mean, they probably hated each other there for a while. But, um, no, I think that it might have been a little weird. But it was – it's always fun to see little things like that. And, uh, you know, I would have been – it would have been a shame if Phil had, had struggled in that grouping. But well, he put on a good show. Was that the first time that he had been paired with Bones in the same group? I don't think – I think I saw something come across the ticker – or not the ticker, the, the side. that It's happened once before, like on a Thursday when Bones was uh, – like I want to say the first year that they split, he guest caddied for somebody and they got paired got together you. on like a Thursday. Um, but it's, it's never you. happened since. All right, so moving in, uh, obviously my guy Brooks, he had plenty of opportunities today. Uh, big blow up on the 18, but – I mean, I know that he, he doesn't know when those opportunities come up, but watching the live coverage, after JT bogeyed that one hole when he got trapped in the bunker and he had a chance to go out there and make a birdie and then kind of put the pressure on him, you know, he, he, he misfired on the putt. And then just going down the stretch, he couldn't really put it together. He had a birdie here, birdie there. But then on 18, he had a chance to do it all and, you know, kerplunk. Just what he finished, bogey, birdie, double? Yeah. That birdie was sick. It birdie was, was sick, but I mean, bogey, birdie, double. Big birdie. On a Sunday, like, he knows in his mind, like, that's that's not good enough. And, uh, like, that's 
that's the thing with Brooks is one, he has not played well since the startup, but he played really well coming into today. But like, I think there is still a little bit of, of worry because you don't see Brooks do that. Usually his issue is he'll start slow, but if you see his name towards the top of the leaderboard on Sunday, you know, he's yeah. not going to give it away. Yeah. He gave it away. Well, he, he, uh, he made some poor, poor shots. I think even, he was even yesterday, like he was three over on the front nine and then he, he birdied the hole that the pin was tucked behind the bunkers. He had a great shot in, and he just got on a hot streak. And then that kind of led into today a little bit. But then, yeah, it's going down the stretch. And, and it's strange to see because normally he's he's a closer. He, he's, yeah, exactly. It was he's normally a closer. So it was it was tough to see. But then, you know, I think the toughest person to watch today was Mr. Orange himself, Ricky Fowler. Yeah. Carmen, why, why don't you walk us through that? Uh, Carmen, unleash the the mindset that's going on right now. So, I've I've calmed down since there. I had some choice <laughs> words for Rick earlier in the day. I mean, it, I have been putting on a brave face for the man all season long. Going the bat for him, he's my guy. But man, if he doesn't stop doing this to himself. I mean, I get it. Like, he's going through a swing change, and that is not easy, right? Like, it isn't like he's sitting out there going, this is my swing, we're good to go. But still, man, like, he just – he. it isn't as if he completely just handed it to somebody. Like, there's no guarantee that right. he wins anyway. But to come out and shoot three over – and it was a bad three over. You know what I mean? Like, that – it was – you just looked, and once he got seven under, you're like, yeah, he's not making any more bird. You just hope that it stays there. Um, couldn't get off the tee. He, I mean, he always putts pretty well. That's never really his issue. Um, but just really just couldn't scramble particularly well. Usually he does that. It's um, – Man, I mean, he got – It's been I mean, he got, He's only got me points in, in – this second event now, and it's all yeah. been. And he got. Points. I mean, this week he just went progressively worse. I mean, he came out and fired a sixty-four, then fired a sixty-seven, then a sixty-nine, and then today, what a nightmare, seventy-three. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say like the progressively worse through the first three days. I mean, when you're tied for the lead, you're, you're pretty straight. Today was the issue. You know what I mean? You're not going to go out there and fire five under every day, but to come out today and just lay an egg <laughs> like that. I mean, it was I, ju- it was hard to watch. Like, I and mean, it was it's uh it's tough, man. Like, I hope he can can figure it out down the stretch, but it's not going to get any easier for him. I mean, this is really going to be well, the heart I, of the I, season. I can't remember which hole it was, but it was the one where he was in the rough and he was trying to get it to the green and he went in the water. Like it like it wasn't even close to yep. clearing the water though. And it showed the camera on him, and right. he just saw a total defeat. And I was like, yeah, that's that's probably going to be that's probably going to be it for me. It's just. I've seen more double bogeys from that man when he's on a heater than anybody I've ever seen. I mean, he'll he'll be going. Granted, it wasn't necessarily that way today, but he started off two under through yeah. three. I mean, it, he was when I saw that because I hadn't started to turn it on yet. I was like, "All right, buckle up, Rick's coming." And then all of a sudden, I turn it on, and it's just a meltdown. And he just he always seems to do that. Is double bogeys the most inopportune times? Granted, most of the time. He does a really nice job of coming back and birdie in the next hole. Didn't do it today, but uh, no, I mean, he made some questionable decisions, you know, and granted, maybe that's just the process. Maybe he's basically accepting that right now 
he's going to play some really bad rounds, some bad shots, but he's just got to get through it for a better swing. Um, and, and maybe that is truly what's happening. Um, I wish he would have consulted me before I took him <laughs> before that, but anybody here you know, or there. You better clean it up um, before this next month. Well, look, what you need to do. I need him to clean it up. I just need him to start just make cuts, get me points. You know, obviously wins would be great, but I just need him to be a steady contributor down the stretch for me and not melt down like that and almost go from potentially 100 points to nothing. I mean, if he had dropped another shot, he was out of the top 20, I think. Well, is he still looking – excuse me. Is he still working with uh, Butch Harmon, or did he – he left him recently, didn't he? Oh, okay. uh, no, he's what you need to Butch. do is you need to bypass Ricky yeah. and get straight to Butch. Yeah, we'll we'll have a sit down this week, maybe like a Zoom call or something like that, and just really try to get on the same page. I mean, it's I, I really need him to start picking up the slack. I, I just all the rest of my guys have gotten me quality points. You know, I get it, John Rom, Tony Fiat. John Rom, by the way, two fun weeks. Number one, we'll <laughs> see, guy. Um, but you know, he had a, a poor showing this week. Tony Finau was kind of lingering through the first three rounds, then went four over today, um, but. You know, they both obviously John Rom's got me a win. Tony Finau had a really good last few weeks, but Rick has just been he's probably been my most disappointing player, my most frustrating player, man. Like even more than because he's on my team. I think like you just look at it, it's like the dude just oozes talent, but he just hasn't been yeah. able to put it together yet. Well so But it, it's 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 a it's it's a tough scene. I mean that's well, looking at the rest of my players, Morikawa, as you said earlier, finished tied twentieth at six under. Bryson finished tied 30th at 4-under. Rory tied 47th at 1-under. Nothing to brag home about. The player that I'm most excited to talk about this week is my pick for the tournament, Mr. Jason Day. You know, he – Good to see him playing. He's been, he's been playing, playing well the last few weeks. He's been, he's been playing well the last few weeks. I picked him for this week. He didn't get the job done, but it was good to see his name up at the top of the leaderboard again. Jason Day is I, uh, such I a great guy. He's got a great yeah. backstory. I love these from Australia because I love Australia. I want to go one day. But, I mean, I just think that, you know, he played well. I hope that he continues to play well. And I hope he's in contention at the PGA Championship because I would love to see him win another major. I'd love to see him just yeah. win again. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's been a tough uh, tough way back for him. He's been having major yeah. back issues for a while now. But uh, Daniel Berger, my pick for this week, stuck his nose I- in there for a T2. After two yeah. over for his first day, comes storming all the way back and, and puts himself in contention. The guy absolutely Love that loves place. the course. Two-time winner, second place this year. Just absolutely doesn't matter what time of year it is. Absolutely he loves, loves that place. But also, he's actually like when you when you watch him play, like I, at least for me, I don't think that he's like a spectacular player, but the dude can strike the ball. Like he. He, oh, yeah. He, I think that he's one of the best ball strikers on tour. I, yeah, I think the stats will back that up. I mean, he's a, he's a guy who was highly touted when he was younger, and then he just had some injury issues um, and is finally starting to also, play well again. Um, I don't know, but uh, also, that up. Not, also, he's not got very. the best Instagram handle of all time DB Straight Vibes. <laughs> Uh, 27, so yeah. still, still a young he's got guy. Time. I mean, he's still got a long, long road ahead. Oh, yeah. And he's he seems to be putting it together know. well this week. I feel week like he's like kind of starting to be in his prime and starting to you know figure it out all the way, you know what I mean? 
feel like some of these dudes, you know, it's hit or miss, you know, like, you know, Jordan Spieth, you know, figured it out fast and then now he's a nightmare. But I feel like, you know, Daniel Berger has just progressively gotten better and has progressively started to figure it out. And now we're really seeing this guy go after it. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's always fun to watch and like hear those stories of overcoming some, some injuries and, you know, I mean, he's just a guy who he played so well the first two weeks. I mean, almost one back-to-back weeks has been in contention pretty much every week since then to some degree. Um, and, that, I mean, that's all you can ask for, just keep putting yourself in positions to win, start off two over, but just the confidence to come storming all the way back. And he finished three off the lead, but, uh, you know, still tied for second. Nice little well, My pick this week, you know, Webb Simpson, T12, minus eight. Didn't play horrible, but didn't play great. I mean, he was just kind of hit or miss in the mix. He would get hot, and then he'd, like, slow it down, get hot, slow it down. So, you know, not that upset with it. Pretty pretty much describes Webb Simpson as Say a that player. One more time. That pretty much just describes Webb Simpson as a player, kind of always hanging around, gives a shot, will have his moments, but just kind of just I, does his I own feel thing. Like, I feel like you can Steady. count him as always being, like, a sleeper pick. Where it's like you like he's a solid yeah, player, sure. he competes all the time, but then like you can always be like, yeah, you know, I think Webb Simpson might do it this week, you know? Yeah. Never, never surprised when he wins. Put it that way. I mean, you could, you know, he could win any tournament. Eh, yeah, that makes sense. He's always, exactly. always sticking his name. Really happy with the rest of my team. I mean, Avery Manser gave me some points. He fought his way back. Um, shot seventy five on the second day and fought his way all the way back to t fifteen. Uh, Cantley was having a nightmare of a week, and he fought his way all the way back, shot 73 and 72 in the first two days, and then came back, fired 65 and 67 to get back up to T35. So I was happy with that. And Patrick Reed can go be a stick in the mud because he that pick is not holding strong with me. I thought, <laughs> you know, I love his game, but don't love him as a person, and now I'm not loving his game. If you want to talk about a stick in the mud as someone who no. does not perform the way that they need to, Let's talk about Mr. Rory McIlroy because he oh. he's been killing it. Cold as been, ice. Cold you know, the more and more I think ice. about it, the more and more I think that my outlandish and wild prediction for Rory might come true. Look, if he wins the Masters, if he wins the Masters, yeah. I could see him hanging it up. Hot take, but no, I mean <laughs> the hottest player going into the break, and maybe one of the coldest coming out of the break. It's uh. It's tough, but again, guy that talented, he's going to he's going to turn it on, and hopefully, it's going to be next week at the PGA Championship at TPC Party Park in California. Big major week. That's Are you guys saying. excited or what? I'm Great venue. Bad. I mean, majors. I feel like bring the best out of everybody because it's your time to shine. It's the big time. So I feel like, yeah, these players are struggling here and there. But, like, who knows who's going to step out. It's just a complete different mindset for some of them. Brooks makes it a lot more obvious than others. But I'm super excited going forward to see all these big names go after it. Big-time tournament, and it's double the points for the BGBC Cup. Yes, sir. And wow. double the cuts, too. Double points for cuts made. So this could be a make-or-break week. I mean, if one of us has a few guys miss a cut, it could be uh, it could be sayonara on that. I mean, it's – uh. This week was almost a bit of a warm-up because you got, obviously, the top 78 players in the world. Granted, no missed cuts, but see some guys really going at it, some big names at the top, which will probably happen next week. So, 
just looking forward to it. TPC Harding Park is a beautiful course. Um, public, if you're ever out there in San Francisco, definitely put it on out there. Put it on your list. Um, so it'll be – obviously, it's going to be different just like everything is with no fans. I think the majors are where you're going to probably first see that difference just because the atmosphere is so much different, especially when you're talking about if it's coming down the wire 16, 17, 18 on Sunday. It's going to be quiet. That's going to totally. be Totally off topic, but have you guys seen – I was watching an NBA game the other night, and they had the crowds in the stands, but the crowds were people that came in off of Zoom. Yeah. And they were, like, in the back, and you could, like, see them yeah, like clapping and putting so their hands sick. up. I thought that was a really cool idea. So it'd be cool if they had it on, like, the 18th green where they had, like, a Megatron of, you know, fans that are, like, Zoomed in or whatever. I feel like the only thing that I mean it's totally unrealistic. With, yeah, they like the lighting, the sunlight yeah. wouldn't work with the green screen. It's totally not, it's but... totally unrealistic, but I mean I I thought that would be a cool idea. But anyway, so yeah, so <clears throat> PJ Championship next week. Uh let's talk about our picks. I want to know as always with each week, who do you want to win? Who do you think will win? Josh, let's hear from you first. Who do I want to win? Well, obviously I want somebody from my team to win. I think it'd be a big week for Webb to go get his third win, but that's not who I'm going with. I'd love to see Patrick Canley step up and get a victory. Okay. So that's who I want to win. Who do I think will win? I'm everywhere with this. I have no idea. My heart's everywhere in each different situation. Did you guys know, quick fact, John Daly's playing? No, he withdrew. Oh, did he? Damn. He's on this list. I think he was supposed to play, but he withdrew. You know, this one I couldn't do this week. Is that who you, is no. that who you thought? You know, <laughs> I just I just I took okay, quick I was gonna say what? But, but who I think's gonna win is you know I had a little help this week, took a couple suggestions, got messaged by somebody recently, and I'm gonna go with it. I'm going with your man Jacob, Duff Daddy. He's the pick. I hope he comes out, explodes again, and gets another PGA Championship. Hey, he's. he's- that's who you think That's is going to win? Gonna win. And he's paired up with Tiger on the first day. So maybe they do a little chit-chat, talk about, you know, what makes you a great golfer, how do you win, how do you compete. Pick the let, me get, let me get your mindset. But, you know, Duff Daddy, he's the silent assassin. That's what I'm talking about. He might just pick up on a few things. He can go out there. I like, You know, I like the pick. I like that pick. Thank you. Carmen, who do you want to win? Who do you think will win? <sighs> who I want to win? I want Ricky <laughs> Fowler to win. I mean, I just <laughs> – like, I just – I mean, usually my want is probably Gary, but the guy's already got a major. Ricky just – I mean, I, I'm starting to, like, really feel for him at this point and for myself for picking him, but that's what I want to win. Uh, who do I think will win? California boy. First time PGA Championships been in California since 1995 at Riviera. Grew up playing out there. Went to college out there. Has already won on the PGA Tour. Always sticking his nose up there. Give me Xander Shoffley for the you win know, this week. I, that's exactly what I thought. That's who my pick was going to be. I told Josh beforehand. I said, I think I think Xander's got a real good chance. I, I like him. I want him to get his first major. Obviously, he's on your team. So, for that reason, right. I, I wouldn't be hurt if he didn't. But as a fan right. and as a golf analyst, self, self-proclaimed self golf <laughs> analyst. Hot take. Yeah. Another hot take. Um, Alexander, I think that's a good pick. My want making his uh, quarantine season debut, Mr. Adam Scott. 
for my team. Okay. I, I'd love to see okay. him in his first uh, first tournament back to go out there and win it. What a solidified pick that would be. Already a winner on tour for this season, technically speaking. So uh, yep. I, I think that it could happen. You know, he's already an established player. He's won tournaments plenty of times. He knows what it takes. Um, I don't know how he plays on the West Coast. I, I need to look a little bit more into that. Well, his win was at Riviera. There you go. Even better for you. Even so, better. So I'll tell you what: if Ricky wins, it's going to hurt so good because oh, yeah. one, it's going to hurt because he's on Carmen's team, and you hate to see but it. But as a fan, and I don't want to root against Ricky ever. But like, if he would have won today, I, I might cry. Pick. But I might cry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to put it on the story. I mean, I, like, it's, he's just that guy. But going back to Adam Scott, I think obviously it's a safe pick in a way because, like, he's just so talented. But I, I don't know, man. Like, obviously he has his reasons. But showing up for your first round in months at the PGA Championship, that's that's a bold strategy, Colin. That's a like, bold strategy. But when, you, when you've got the freaking cojones that he's got, True, and you got that. And you got the, look. I mean, I won't, I won't put it past the him. most pure swing on tour that needs to be trademarked and put into his Instagram bio. The most pure swing on tour. He's got a chance any week. Fair enough. Fair enough. But we want to hear from you guys. Who do you want to win at the PJ Championship? Who do you think will win? Let us know either in Instagram comments. Let us know on Twitter. Email us at bgbcgolf at gmail.com follow us on instagram at bgbc podcast follow us on twitter at bgbc underscore podcast uh, be on the lookout for our beer of the week we'll post a picture of it also be on the lookout for tuesday we're going to be posting our tuesday tool of the week we got another good one lined up for you guys but thank you for listening and we'll talk to you guys soon peace All right.